mate. Right. First of all, you can see my curls, my curly <laughs> hair, my glasses. <laughs> and so I have a happy, successful and expert. So, you know, I, I portray, um, yeah, I feel like I demonstrate to the world happiness and positivity. My nickname is Smiley, successful. Oh, I'm always doing something cool or publishing a book or speaking. And this expert, I get always get hit up for advice and people are like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. And I feel like I sometimes kind of have to, you know, be that. <laughs> I'm, I'm able to like manage my anybody else's expectations because I downplay anything, <laughs> which is, mm, oh man, Ooh, that yeah. may be connected to this back that's about to come out because why do I do that? Like, why do I, I know why I do that. I know why I do that. Let me tell you why. So I want to hear that too. I should be three times as smart, three times as successful. Why does it feel like I'm three times less successful? <laughs> um, yeah, so man. That just, that's been coming up for me of just like, kind of like, wait, like, am I going backwards? Like, yeah. you know, like, uh, I feel like I have less, less, less in the toolkit, less answers. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Smiley Pozwalski. Um, Smiley is a millennial workplace expert. Um, he's an international keynote speaker, and he's the author of a new book called Friendship in the Age of Loneliness. You know, we don't talk much about all of those jobs and titles and things like that, but we do get a chance to connect around these masks. Um, I have long had opportunity to really connect with Smiley in a, a global leaders uh, community, and Smiley has been a really good friend. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful for him being a writer. And as I'm an aspiring writer and I, I talk about writing a book <laughs> that's making progress, it's still not where I needed to be, but I'm making progress. Smiley has always been a person when I would see him who just had a positive energy around him. Um, not only does he have an amazing smile, but just feeling like a, he felt like a, it was a really good connection. You know, when I would do these workshops at this Global Leaders Summit, we would take the mask off with hundreds of people from all over the world, from 20, 30 different countries. And um, at the end, you know, Smiley would say, man, that was a powerful workshop again, Ashanti. But he and I never connected on an individual basis. So I never knew what he talked about when I didn't see what I was seeing on the outside. And uh, this time today, I get a chance to talk to Smiley about the mask to learn more about what's behind the smile. What else is in, a, in addition to the smile? And, you know, I think there's a movement going around where they said, check on your strong friends. Because sometimes the people who are keeping it all together on the outside, people just think that they're doing it by magic. <laughs> and sometimes people never ask you how you're doing for real. And I'm glad I got to do that with Smiley today. You know, maybe you haven't yet had a chance to make a mask. Maybe you've been hearing people make masks and you've been like, well, maybe I'll do it one day. I want to invite you to do that today within the next 24 hours, ideally now. But if you're not able to do that, I'm going to invite you to go to 100kmasks.com. And I want you to think of the mask. When we describe the mask to people, the mask is a representation of what we let the world see. 
You know, some people get stuck in that question because they think I'm asking, what does the world see about you? And that's not what I'm asking because we don't get to choose what they see. But we do choose what we let them see about us. And the mask, the, the, the front of the mask is the things that are on the front, which we let people see. And then we talk about the back of the mask, which are the things that we often don't let people see. This mask, this representation of ourselves, is what we are inviting people all over the world to be a part of. And we want you to be a part of that as well. You know, if anybody in your life you know who is always keeping it together on the outside, maybe you could share this podcast with them. Maybe they can recognize that, yep, they do a really good job at that. And maybe sometimes there's more going on with them too than anybody can ever see on the outside. Thank you for being a part of the Million Mask Movement. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. And we hope that it will continue to add value to you and that you will share it with anybody in your life who you believe it can add value to as well. Welcome to Taking Off the Mask. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome, Smiley. Uh, welcome to the Million... Yeah. Welcome to what? Where are we at right now? <laughs> Monday. It is Monday. It is Million Mask Movement Monday, but that's not what we're doing right now. All right. Uh, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I'm so glad to have you here with us. Uh, we've been working on pulling this day together, and I'm really excited that uh, we were able to pull it together today. So thank you for being here. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank you, Ashanti, for having me. We're really, well, you good. Know, really good to be here. Man, I'm excited about this conversation. It's been a long time. I mean, we, we've been chatting, but um, to, to go into a deep space, I'm excited about that. What I would like you to do is I, I, like, I like to have our guests just introduce themselves so that, you know, we'll have your bio and stuff. But I want you to, like, introduce yourself to, to the folks who are listening and uh, tell them about yourself, what you're up to, and, uh, and then um, we'll jump into the conversation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Smiley. That's my nickname. My mom didn't call me Smiley. Uh, my birth name is Adam, but I go by Adam Smiley Pazwalski. I live in San Francisco, California. I am an author, a public speaker, a millennial workplace expert, entrepreneur, community builder. And I've written three books, uh, The Quarter Life Breakthrough, which is about finding meaningful work, specifically for millennials and young people looking to find work and build a career with purpose. Uh, the Breakthrough Speaker, which is a career guide for public speaking. And my most recent book uh, that comes out this May is called Friendship in the Age of Loneliness, all about building human connection and friendship in the digital age and uh, the power of, of healthy relationships in our lives. Um, yeah, and I spend a lot of my time when there's not a pandemic, <laughs> like Ashanti going around and speaking at... Uh, Schools, universities, business schools, companies, trade associations, conferences, all about topics like millennials in the workplace, employee engagement, company culture, helping people find meaningful work, helping companies build a healthy, inclusive uh, culture. And I've been doing that a lot of that virtually now, obviously, uh, on Zoom and online, but hope to get back out there soon when it's safe to do so. And yeah, I really believe in empowering people to do their best work and helping people make their creative dreams come through, come true and the power of community uh, and, and how we can lift each other up. Yeah, you know, and for those who, who don't know, Smiley and I, we, we, go, we go back a little ways and um, 
you know, in his book, Breakthrough Speaker, I, I had the privilege of him talking about me in that book. I didn't, I didn't, um, I was, I was excited to be asked. And I, I think that, uh, it is, a uh, really, uh, connection that we made um, in some deep healing spaces. And when I say healing, sometimes people are like, well, what are you talking about healing? Just a space to be able to become more of our full selves. You know, that's when I talk about healing, like, and so we got a chance to be, to do this mask activity several times in the same room, even though we weren't face-to-face -face talking to each other, um, you know, we got to be in the same space. And that, and that for me is um, really meaningful. So, you know, you're not new to the mask activity, uh, but this is a new format because we're actually, right. we're, normally when we uh, do the mask and we've done it in the past, you know, I think Smiley has seen the evolution of this work, folks. Like, you know, when we first started the, the, this movement, we had pieces of paper that we would write on the front and the back. It was like the front was the front of the mask and the back was the back of the mask. And then we would take these pieces of paper and ball them up. And then we would throw them into the middle of the room. Snowball fight. The snowball fight. Epic snowball Epic fight, snowball right? Fight. <laughs> I take people on a little visualization. Okay, close your eyes. It's getting cold in here. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went from like the papers to like cards and we walk around, pass around the cards. And now we have this digital version, which is really um, just a, a, it wasn't even planned from the beginning. I didn't even know what I was doing in the beginning, but it, it made the next step made sense while it was happening, you know? So, yeah. And today you, you and I go back to the cards and we get to share them together. Yeah. And it's yeah. a true honor to see kind of, see your work evolve and see the impact you've had and the amount of people that you've reached with this. So I just want to just say that just before we start, you know, I mean, I feel like we, maybe we've done been in that room together, you know, I don't know, 10 times or something, but now just to see you taking it all around the country and globally is, uh, is remarkable. And I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm happy to be part of the experience at this point right now too yeah i'm glad you are man i, I would say like hundreds of people my smiley has seen hundreds of people create a mask and get to that place of like when they finally realize they can hand it off they get relief <laughs> right <laughs> but but now we, we we don't get to hand ours off we're gonna like actually share them with each other so it's a it's another level of this engagement you know and i'm really thankful that you're willing to be here and you know um I'm excited. So for any of you out there that are trying to like, what's going on with these masks, you know, um, you can go to 100kmasks.com and you can make your own mask. So, um, and you will be able to make it anonymously. Uh, but what Smiley and I are going to do right now is we're going to share ours publicly. And, uh, and, and so the way we do it, Smiley, is you let the guests decide who goes first. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, and we'll do what we'll share like front, front, then back, back. But who, who do you want to go first? Let's have you go first. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going. To, oh, I'm going card style. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and cover up the back here. And okay. Here we go. Get a little closer. Okay. So there we go. The front. We got funny, serious, and if you can read my writing really good, it says hard work. Hard work. Then yeah. Yeah. And actually, I didn't put caring on this one this time. Maybe uh, I've been so busy today that I didn't like drop into like I've been using the word caring a lot lately um, that I don't usually put. And I'm actually interested why I didn't write it right now. Um, but funny, serious, hardworking are those that are more, I think, deep down, I care a whole lot. And probably some people would miss it because I'm so focused on being serious and hardworking. And funny, you know, sprinkles in there once in a while for a little a little levity, um, but uh, 
but yeah, that's what the front is today. Funny, serious, and hardworking. So, okay. yeah. All right, here's my front. First of all, you can see my curls, my curly <laughs> hair, my glasses. <laughs> and so I have a happy, successful, and expert. So, you know, I, I portray, um, yeah, I feel like I demonstrate to the world happiness and positivity. My nickname is Smiley. Successful. Oh, I'm always doing something cool or publishing a book or speaking. And this expert, I get always get hit up for advice and people are like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. And I feel like I sometimes kind of have to, you know, be that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my front. Mm, thank you for that, man. Thank you. When you said the word expert, it really like uh, it, it hit me in a way that like a couple of weeks ago I was in I was getting introduced to somebody and they were like, and I don't have the word expert in my bio, but they added their own words and they were like, he's an expert in this. And I felt like so like, who is he talking about? Like, right? Like, I, I don't claim, right? Like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. And I was like, I felt myself just getting like worked up before I even said my first three words. Cause now it's like the expectations were like set out to be like, I, I didn't wrote that. I didn't write that in my, in my thing because of my own fear my own like right. i've been doing this work for 16 years plus like <laughs> i know a lot but i think i I'm, I'm able to like manage my anybody else's expectations because i downplay anything <laughs> which is mm, oh man Ooh, that yeah. may be connected to this back that's about to come out because why do i do that like why do i i know why i do that i know why i do that let me tell you why so i want to hear that too yeah Fear okay. of failure. That's really messy. Failure, failure. Yep. Sadness. And I wrote mental health. And mm. and I normally write mental health around my brother because I have a brother who has mental health um, really challenges. But like I think when I think when I wrote it today, I was thinking how much I've been more conscious of my own thinking and and the and the like my prevailing negative self talk. Cause I've been really working on my own. Like I'm really good at uplifting other people. Right. And I don't often uplift myself. Mm. And I think that I've been working on that with my mentor around, like, why don't you tell yourself that you're amazing or that you're awesome? Why don't you? And I'm, I'm just like, I don't mm. have time for that. I don't have time for that kind of thing. Yeah. Even though I make time for it for everyone else in my life. And so I think deep down, when I think about my fear of failure is because if I don't, if you don't expect much, then I can't fail at that. Not much. Right. And I think it's weird. Like it's weird because I'm, 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 I present a lot and I'm really proud of the work I try and do. But I also, when I, when I, when I get in front of the audience, I'm like, hey, look, I'm not here to have an intellectual experience with you. I'm here to talk about your heart. Right. Because if it's intellectual, then you can judge me on what I know if it's in your heart, then is I'm just speaking from my heart. And it's, mm. I, I think I do a lot of self-protection. Uh, I've never even thought about that to right now. Like what, what I do to self-protect this fear of failure or to, to downplay the fear of failure. Cause it's real often. Um, and I think like, that's, mm. that's what's really present right now. And I think uh, when I talk about sadness. Normally this is a really interesting mass today because normally I write sadness about death. Cause normally I'm talking about the death of my father. Right. But 
as I've been working on that wound and really help let that wound heal, I think sadness is probably probably other layers of sadness that I I don't talk about. And I would say, Mm. if I could name one piece right now, I would say like not being as far as I thought I would be at this point. Mm. Right? Like, Like I thought, I've been running this organization for 16 years. I mean, well, I wasn't full time. I was doing it as well. I was teaching, but 16 years. Somebody reminded me today, you've been doing it for 16 years? I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I have. And I would think I would be so far along, right? I would have, you know, um, so much farther. And I think it's because I compare. Right. I spend a lot too much time comparing. And one of my mentors says, comparison is a thief of all happiness. And totally. so therefore... Uh, man, those are what's present right now. I mean, I didn't plan. Normally, I don't go first. So you normally, <laughs> I, I, I feed off the energy of the guest who t- tells me how deep to go. So I don't know what I just did right there. But I that love was- it. I, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I resonate with a lot of what you said. Um, so I'll go. Still got the curls. <laughs> um, so I put lonely, sad, and unsure. Um, you know, I think with lonely that's really coming up for me today. I mean, we've been now in the pandemic for over a year. (laughs) I really miss my friends. You know, I miss just, I'm a people person, man. You know that that's like the work we do, (laughs) not just the work we do, like the life we live, right? Like I spend my time going into rooms of people and feeding off their energy and you know, giving people high fives and hugs and getting people pumped up. I'm like the MC or, you know, even if you're not, you know, I'm the MC or the host or the speaker, they're still the MC, right? I'm, you're the hype person, right? That's what I do for a living, really. And I don't have that. And I hadn't had have that. I've ha- I haven't had that in months. <laughs> um, and, you know, and obviously you can go on walks with people and we got the Zoom and, you know, Instagram chat, whatever, but I'm really feeling that today, just missing people, missing the human connection, the touch, physical touch. Um, and so that's real present for me. It's been present for a long time, but I, I just feel like um, when I sat down to do this today, that's, that's where I was at. And then sad, um, I miss my family. Um, they're on the East coast. Uh, I got to see them last summer, which was really special, but I haven't seen them in a long time and I miss them. My nephew is, um, uh, almost 18 months right now. He's the cutest, cutest kid. Luca is his name. Uh, I'm just feeling kind of sad there. And, um, I think that's connected to the loneliness of just missing people and, um, you know, feeling like at the one hand, like, we're almost there. We're getting close to being able to kind of go back to normal, but at the same time, it's definitely not normal out there, you know? And so it's just this period of like, what are we doing? Like, what is, what does it all mean? Where, where are we headed? And um, just grappling with all that. And also just frankly, the sadness of the suffering of this, you know, like every now and then I, I was listening to a podcast this morning about long haul COVID and people that have had like such such awful experiences with this disease and it's just like and it's just random you know people are just like they they get sick you know maybe because of where they work or where they live or because their cousin got sick their friend got sick and it's rough man so uh, I feel that sometimes all the time but especially today and then unsure and unsure is kind of in the direction of what you were talking about a little like I 
I'm an expert. It's in my bio, <laughs> right? Like a millennial workplace expert, which I think I made that title up one day. <laughs> and some people don't even think it's real. It might not even be real. I don't think you can get, you can't get a doctorate in millennial workplace. You can't get a degree. There's no universities that give out diplomas in millennial workplace, right? But um, so I think like, you know, I sometimes walk in a room and I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm an expert or, you know, I'm, I'm uh, writing a book or getting published. I'm like, I'm the expert. I know what I'm talking about. And then sometimes, you know, I've had, been having this experience with, with trying to market my, my book and be like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this. This is my third book, Ashanti. My third book. I'm like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm like throwing, uh, you know, darts at the wall, see, see what sticks. I'm, I feel like I'm just kind of like in the dark. Like, I think maybe if I, you know, just, and that's how I feel sometimes, a lot of times. <laughs> but I've been feeling that a lot recently of just like, I don't know. I don't know the answers. I don't know what to do. Um, a lot of people think I know what to do. And sometimes I feel like I know what to do, but right now I feel like I'm just trying and, um, you know, it's, we'll see. And, and I, you kind of hope for the best and you, um, but I just feel a lot of doubt, a lot of insecurity, a lot of unsure. And like, also like, I don't want to fail, you know, it's like, wait, I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. This is, this isn't my first rodeo. This is my first book. This is my third book. I should be three times as smart, three times as successful. Why does it feel like I'm three times less successful? <laughs> um, yeah, so man. that just, that's been coming up for me of just like, kind of like, wait, like, am I going backwards? Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I feel like I have less, less, less in the toolkit, less answers. Yeah. Um, and just sitting with that a little bit. Mm. Man. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know, one of the things I want to say, tell you that my, my, one of my, um, my mentors told me a couple of weeks ago, I just want to, I imagine you do a lot of practices to help find being more, being kind to yourself, but it's something that I don't do. So it's my lesson. He said, what are we dealing with right now in the world? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you got a book that's coming out. Your other book didn't come out during the pandemic. I don't think. Yeah. So kind of like this idea of like we can I'm comparing like this other world to this current world. And right. then I'm like, why am I not doing as well as I think I should be doing? And it's like, well, maybe <laughs> if we just totally if we just recognize that there's something happening around this area, you know, if you if you watch the TV news, something like if you, if you know that there's some because I think that many people are feeling what you're feeling. I'm glad you named it and spoke to it because I think that I, I know, you know, as a nonprofit, I'm trying to raise money, right? Like, as always, I'm always trying to right. raise money, You're right? All, yeah. And it's like, well, how do you ask people for money knowing how many people are struggling? You know, even right. our people who just give us $20, $50, what I feel even responsible not to be like, hey, hell, you know, help us all knowing how much is going on in the world. And I think they're not telling me not to ask. It's me sometimes over protecting I don't know. That, that's what I feel. It's like sometimes I'm like, but, but if you don't ask, then they can't say yes. And some can say yes. And some may not be able to, but if you don't give them opportunity, then, you know, so it's like, I have to go through the dance with myself. Or like, 
nah, you know, we bothering people like last year, like 2020, like we, we lost everything. You know, we, you and I were talking on some, uh, uh, I was seeing you on, on social media on LinkedIn, you know, like trying to help speakers who like people were trying to pay you half of what you normally ask for because they're like, well, you're virtual. So you're not really real. So, you know, we can't like all that stuff, like having to have these conversations with organizations, like, well, our, well, our rates are still, this is our rates, you know, still yeah, my, my this knowledge. This is our work. This is our work. Yeah. Oh man. And, and I already don't like having the money talk anyway. So necessarily right. now Whoa. I'm like having to prove that I'm, or even doubly prove that I'm, Oh, you're not flying here. Therefore you shouldn't be paid what you're, it's always the dance. Right. And I think I've been doing a lot of work on, you know, on that or around my own self, you know? So thank you, man. And thank you for the, putting this book out. I think your book is talking about friendship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The book is talking about friendship. Tell me the title again so we can hear the title. Friendship in the Age of Loneliness. Yeah. Man, I, I was at a school the other day, middle school, and one boy, when he was doing his check-in, he was like, when they get a chance to speak out loud, he made his mask, and then he spoke out loud. He said, you know, I've been feeling really lonely. And I was so proud of him. Like, here's what I know uh, – I had a really, you know, strong mother, really tough mother. Like, I, I don't think I've ever went to my mom and said, I feel lonely. Because in my mind, here's what my mom would say. You got siblings in there. How are you lonely? Right. <laughs> you got family here. How are you lonely? Right. Now, now, I'm not saying she would say that. I'm not, I love my mom. But I'm, I'm saying, like, if I was just to think about what she would say, and I know that I've heard parents who have this context that you can't be feeling what you're feeling because I've already protected that feeling. Right. You can't be feeling like you're lonely because you got people in this house that are with you. And I think sometimes we miss that there's so much more to the, whatever that feeling is than having people around. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about loneliness is that it's the, you know, the, the science, like the definition is the, the subjective uh, difference between how you're feeling and your expectations of how you should feel. Mm. Right. It's wow. the gap especially for young people right now and everyone it's like the gap is enormous because you're like everyone is spending so much time like looking at other people being like man they're having so much fun they're out there on tiktok they're on instagram look at da -da -da, look who they're hanging out with look who look look what they bought or look at their whatever that's right and and then you're seeing that being like whoa they're not lonely i'm lonely like i want that i miss that i need that Probably though, they're probably going through the same thing you are. <laughs> and, and the data shows that, right? It's yeah. like six, 60% of Americans are lonely. Hmm. 60%, 80% of Gen Zers. So like folks that are young and they're, you know, 20 and younger are lonely in the, it, during the pandemic, there was data. There's a global study that found that nearly one in uh, one in two young people globally hmm. in seven different countries and it's a 50,000 person study, one in two young people was experiencing, um, you know, during the pandemic, something that would be considered a mental health, like clinical, well, a clinical mental health um, uh, disorder, or, you know, something that was a serious issue. Mm. And it's all connected, right? Because yeah. people are missing their friends, and yeah. we're not talking about it. Right. So that's like one of the things I wanted to normalize with this book was just being able to be like, you know, it's okay to be lonely. When I first pitched this book a couple of years ago or, and started writing it, 
and and when I first was talking to the publisher, they didn't. They were like, we like great idea. You're a great writer. Good idea. Loneliness can't be in the title. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, you know, we love friendship. You can put loneliness maybe in the subtitle. Can't be in the title. And I was like, why? And they're like, well, no one wants to say that they're lonely. Hmm. No one's going to pick up a book that says, yo, I'm lonely. Like, I need this. And I was like, well, that's, we do need low. We do need it. That's why I wrote it. Cause I was feeling lonely because all my friends are also lonely. This is the point of the book. And they're like, yeah. yeah, we get that, but we can't have loneliness in the title. And I, it was only when the pandemic happened that they were like, oh, we love the title, like loneliness. And I was like, oh yeah, of course. Now it's cool. You know? Yeah. But it was kind of like normalizing it. I mean, you know, I, it's awful that it took the pandemic for us to talk about it more frankly, but maybe yeah. that is a silver lining or a positive that we could all say, oh, this was actually really going on before for most people. Yeah. A lot of us were experiencing it. Yeah. Now it's out in the, now it's out in the light, right? Now it's kind of like, we can see it. Yeah. We feel it. It's a universal experience of, oh, we went through this past year, year and a half together of social isolation, of quarantine, of not really being able to see our friends. Let's talk about what that feels like the rest of the time for most people yeah. and how hard it is for young people, um, you know, especially young men as, you know, as, as, as you do with your work, because we, people have been feeling this for a long time and they haven't yeah. felt like they have, you know, it's not just about, uh, you can be lonely having lots of social connections, right? Like that's, you know, one of the things that I discovered of, of why I was writing this book was, you know, I'm a social dude. Like you, like you, we go to events. Yeah. I got connections. I got Facebook friends. I got Instagram followers. I meet new people. I get, I got a whole stack of business cards in the closet. I can bust out the shoebox. Like that's not, that's, that is something. There's some value there, yeah. but that's, you can still be lonely with social connections because that's it's right. the gap of what you're looking for. You're looking for something more meaningful, something right. deeper, more vulnerable, yeah. that space. Yeah. And I, I was lacking that. And I, you know, so it's, let's make it okay to be lacking that. Like we can all be, look, we're all searching for that. So let's talk about that more. I think when you said that part is really important, right? With the gap between what you're looking for. Like if I am looking for, love from friends family connection community and no one ever ever says it maybe that like i knew my mom loved me and it would be you know once in a while you would hear it right but i think it was like how often like because what we sometimes need we don't feel comfortable asking for well like right. i'll speak for me i know that sometimes there's something that i need but i don't ask for it because i don't feel like i Either I don't feel like I deserve it, probably part of it. Probably I don't feel like asking for it makes me look like a like what I what I what the what the world says a man should look like. You gotta be tough and strong. You can't be asking nobody that you don't have to be asking for a deep connection friendships, like right? Because like some people don't think that that's cool. Like, and I think that the the worry oftentimes causes us, blocks us from getting what we need. I think what when you talked about the phones, I was saying. It's, it's like sometimes we're comparing our behind the scenes lives to everyone else's highlight reel, exactly. right? And so we get everyone's highlight reel and we're like, oh my God, everyone's doing so amazing. And don't they know that my desk looks horrible right yeah. here? Like, don't they, don't they see, like, you know, like, I, <laughs> right. like all the stuff that I dealt with before getting to right now and making this little podcast, like, like I don't talk about all the, all the, all the five things that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. Right. 
And I, there's a poem I just heard today, which was like, um, oh, I forgot the name of the author. It's going to come to me. But it's like uh, all it's not all it's not the big things that causes people to really get stuck around dealing with whatever their mental health is. Right. I think the same thing with the young people, the, the, the studies you talked about. It's not the big stuff because we know there's some things that we just recognize are part of life, right? This thing, big in the big picture, people recognize they can't do anything about there. There is a global pandemic. They can't do anything about it. We can do our part, but we sure. can't change it, right? But it's all the small stuff that we don't deal with that the all all along, right? It's the the friend that hasn't responded to our text. It's the relationship that's going a little haywire. It's the, the car like that is not working like we wanted to. It's the it's the all the uh, all the small stuff that we don't talk about. What ends up happening is what we, what I see in definitely this work with the young men is that, well, they'll latch onto one of those bigger things. And it's like, I'm mad because this thing. And he's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. But what about what, what all the, the 25 other things that you're not talking about that you're in your mind saying they're not big deals, but they are, and they're adding up to this, to this one. Right. And that's what we see. Right. And so I think the part of that work of, of what you're talking about, and, and maybe um, I, I, I I'll ask this question just in terms of because you mentioned your your nephew, your, your Luca, right? And I think um, I had a situation yesterday where my my niece's birthday, and I didn't, I almost forgot about it. It was like two, it was like one thirty. The party's at two. I'm gonna be late, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not gonna go. I'm not gonna. Go. I'm just not gonna go. I'm not. I, I gotta drive. You know, forty five minutes or a half hour away. I'm like, and she just started talking to me. Like, like she for her first three years of her life, she would hide behind my brother or behind her mom. She would like. <laughs> like they're saying I can talk to him, but I'm not, like, I, I was just scary to her. Right. Right. And literally like in the last month, she started talking to me, like talking, like saying hi, Aww. like, right. Like, and I was like, Shanti, what, you, you're going to wait until she finally starts saying hi and then start pulling back, which is oftentimes we may do that with our, with our friends too. Right. right. Like when, when we're ready to talk and they're not available already, and then we're like, well, fine. They don't want to talk. Then I'm not going to talk. And then yeah. finally, when they come around, we're like, because we're in so, so many different places at so many different times. Right. And I think, how do we make space for each other to know that everyone's going to be on a different timeline in terms of when we're ready to be having some of those deeper conversations like we're having right now? Like, like, thank you. For, I'm so glad you shared those things, because I think that's some of the things that we're helping young people recognize that you're not alone. There's, yeah. There's so many more people going through, but because we look at it with our eyes, because we judge the, the the highlight reel, we don't get a chance to know that people are also feeling similar things. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, you mentioned the kind of the invitation. I think if, if that's like the little thing that we can do, right, is be someone in the world that kind of is creating that invitation be like, hey, if, if you're also down to really talk, <laughs> if yeah. you also are looking for something deeper, like, yeah. like, it's like, it's like you have a little like beam coming out, like a little like, <laughs> like light bulb and someone's like, oh, oh, cool. Right. Because yeah. I remember for me, you know, when I think back of, of, of my youth, you know, I, I feel like that for me didn't, I really didn't feel that until uh, high school. So I, um, I grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, went to a big public high school, 2000 kids mm. and kind of felt pretty lost, you know, just it's, it's a big school, a lot going on. You know, I was small and, you know, like, it's, it's just like, 
I, that was, you know, I was in high school, 1997 was freshman year of high school for me. Yeah. So a while ago. Um, and it wasn't until like, I, I went out for uh, track team cross country, mm. which was like the only sport I was even good enough or <laughs> able to do. I mean, I was not going to play football, <laughs> just not a big dude. So our soccer team was really, really good you know, like one of the best in the state. And I played soccer as a kid, but I wasn't good enough to be on the team. Uh, so I just went out for cross country. I actually didn't even know what the sport was at the time. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I figured, yeah, it's like, okay, I'll do it. I want to do a sport like that's going to be good for me. Right. And it's just running cross country is just running. You go run three miles or five miles or 10 miles or whatever. It's, it's the sport that happens in the season when there's not indoor outdoor track. It's just running. There's, there's no track either. You just run outside in the rain. So, uh, so we're like, you know, it was a couple weeks into practice and we're running hills, just hill workout. That's what you do. Just run up and down the hill over and over again. And it was my coach that kind of, you know, I'm kind of a smiley kid, just chilling, like, you know, having fun. Be like, this is great. Like, ooh, you know, smiling. My, and my coach, he's like this kind of hard-nosed Boston guy. And he's like, what the hell are you doing smiling, kid? Stop smiling. Stop puking. Stop puking, kid. Stop puking. And then, and he nicknamed me. The t- It was two brothers that were the, the coaches of the cross country and the track team. And they nicknamed me Smiley. <laughs> freshman year of high school and you know I was one of the worst kids on the team slowest kids on the team but I felt part of something and I could like they were my mentors they were my mentors through high school I you know like I still consider them you know kind of mentors and people that changed my life because that was kind of the first time as you know an adolescent that I felt like oh like I'm cool (laughs) Mm. right like I'm not a loser I, you know, I kind of was a nerdy kid and a dorky kid. I still am kind of a nerdy, dorky dude, but like that made me feel like, oh, I, I belong somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I became, you know, I was like part of the team. I was not, I was a, one of the slowest kids on the team, but I mattered. Yeah. And I was like the cheerleader and the kind of the, you know, the pump up person. And yeah. I was a big part of the team. I became, I was captain of the team senior year, even though I, you know, I wasn't going to win the first place in the race but I was on the varsity team captain and and that was really kind of for me really telling and so there was something about that kind of invitation that they created as kind of a coach and you know people I know feel this a lot with with youth sports or with you know creative activities or theater or any activity you know being part of something being part of a group but I think you know I think about that for my high school self but like you know there's less of that for when you're an adult of those yeah. invitations or places and things you can join where people are like, you're cool. Like, all right. Like yeah. I see you. Yeah. What message would you like say? I mean, and I don't usually ask a lot of questions on this, but I do have a question just as, as you being a writer and you being a person who's out talking to people about, you know, following their goals and following their dreams. And, the, and also now this work around friendly friendship and loneliness, like as you have an 18 month old, who's still kind of figuring life out and he's mm. learning everything. Like what is a, a lesson that you are trying to leave behind for him? Right. Uh, as you know, yeah. I'll just leave it that really open-ended is that kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to something you were saying about the uh, comparison. I think, 
you know, the thing I worry most, not just for Luca, but for young people in general in this world is like growing up in the, in the digital sphere, in the digital world, I feel, I feel for these kids, man. I, I like, you know, I grew up, had Aon Simpson, I think at one point we had Oregon Trail, the computer game. You remember that? <laughs> that's how, that, I mean, I'm not that old, but that's how we, we were like, we were like kind of playing on computers, but it was just like, it was like something you did, like, I don't know, like for an hour during the, during like recess or something like they had a five computers in the, in the, in the room at the school. Right. Yeah. Not like it is today. We didn't, you know, like I didn't get a phone till I was in college after college almost. Um, so I feel for these kids that are growing up in a world where things are like happening so quickly. There's 5,000 things to look at. They got to have a personal brand before they even know who they are. Yeah. Um, so I, what I would say to Luca, my 18 month old nephew is just, um, play, 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 play with your friends, discover who you are. Like, don't let that noise, that chatter get in the way of you, you know, being what you want to be, you know, because I think what happens is it's really hard to hold that, that truth, that kind of, I love this, or I want to do this. And then when you try to fit it into what's cool or what everyone else is doing yeah. or what's, what's, what's hot on TikTok or what's hot on Instagram or what everyone, that's really hard. So I would say, Luca, just give yourself that space, that freedom to explore and be, be your true self. Man. Thank you. Thank you for that, brother. Uh, you know, um, I want to appreciate you for coming on here today and, and chatting and, and talking about these masks. I think one of the things that we find when when men come to the show or even young men, you know, we're, we're trying to get more of our young men into the show because mm-hmm. we want them to hear from the voices of not only the, of other young men, but for also older men who recognize that I got a good job and I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to be a good person in the world, but I'm also human. Yes. And I'm all, and I'm also this job, having the job and having a career is important and valuable, but I'm also, there's more to me. It's more to me. And I think that when we can give ourselves permission to accept that and be accepted in knowing that, that there's so much more, there's so much more to my LinkedIn profile and so much yes. more to my Facebook, whatever, like all the, there's so much more to me. And I think that when we get stuck believing that that is, if I don't have everything in there, then is I'm not enough, you know, that's what we try and do. And so yes, as, as people are um, find, wanting to connect with you, like, how about, how about we do this? Is there anything last thing you want to say? Well, I just I, want to say on that point, like, yeah. yes, thank you for that. And <laughs> thank you for the work that you do and have been doing for 16 years or probably knowing you probably 20, 25 years, actually, maybe not officially, but actually. <laughs> For a lot longer than that and the work you continue to do because creating a space where young men and men can be vulnerable uh, and and get in touch with their emotions and be their full selves and be full human beings is is crucial is essential is i believe you know one of the fundamental um challenges of our generation and of of making sure that we have a a sustainable future um and I agree with what you said. And it's like, you can be a happy man and still go through sad times. You can be a successful man and still not know what you're doing. You can be an expert and still have lots of questions and have days where you're lost and where you don't know the answers and where you're, you know, feel like you're in first grade. Like that's the whole thing. That is 
the full spectrum. So yeah. thank you for um, teaching me that and creating that space for us to talk about it. So I um, thank you. Thank you. Um, tell people how they can find oh, yeah. you. Tell me how, tell, yeah. And I, I, don't, I know the book is coming out soon. So tell yeah, them how so you can get it and so all check that. Check out the book, Friendship in the Age of Loneliness. You can get it on Amazon. Um, you can buy it now, pre-order it or get it May 4th at Amazon, uh, bookshop.org, local books or wherever you buy books. Uh, check me out um, on Instagram uh, at what's up smiley on LinkedIn, uh, Adam Smiley Pazwalski or my website, smileypazwalski.com. And we'll put all that in the chat and then in the, in the comments. And so people can find you, man, I appreciate you. I'm excited about this new one coming out. I'm excited um, to get, to get one for myself and um, for our young men. We have a social emotional leadership Academy this summer. And I think Beautiful. part of our topic this summer, and maybe we'll have you come and talk to some of the young men this summer. It'd be my honor. Right on, man. Well, folks, thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. If you want to make a mask, you can go to 100kmask.com and do that. Smiley, thank you for being on the show with us today. Everybody, we'll see you soon. See you next time. Thank you. Thank for, you, Shanti. Thanks for having me. Thank you, brother. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.